This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is this thing on? Testing one, two. Bueno, si, 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 claro, claro, si. Is it working? I think it is. I see the red light right here. All right, let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Spilling the Frijoles, and we are... The Mexican Ways. Hey, what's what's up, happening? Uh, How's everyone doing? Hey, how was your weekend, Brian? It was good. Yeah? It was yeah. good. It was uh, it was Halloween weekend, right? Yeah, it was Halloween weekend. And, oh, no, it was fight night weekend, too. That was really cool. Vegas was popping. I wish I could have been there. I was about to say, you did your Halloween late, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> hey, it was the weekend before that. <laughs> All right, guys, but, we have two special guests with us here today as well. We have our compa, Bill. What's up, Bill? What's up? Great to be here. And our new special guest, first time ever on Spilling the Frijoles, is Kiki. Hi, guys. I just came from Vegas last night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm I was, jealous. I was, I was there with Santana. Ooh. Oh, it was so awesome. And um, hosting an event for um, Fantasma, okay. which is the first year they're doing it. So it was an awesome weekend hanging out with Emilio Rivera from Sons of Monarchy Gang Related. Awesome. Wow. He's a big LAFC fan. We, we've seen yeah, him there. Yeah, he's so, he's so cool. We had yeah. such a great time and he paid for dinner i was so excited oh that's cool <laughs> were you able to catch the fight <laughs> no because i was working i was on stage oh, okay while the fight was on i was literally on stage with you know emilio and jw cortez from gotham and uh-huh. sal Velez jr from black summer on netflix so we were like doing that kind of stuff we were very, working very while nice. the fight was on <laughs> so I, I have to ask and i'm sure you get this a lot but are you the kiki that drake talks about of course. <laughs> so he's, he's talking about two, you. I have two songs out now. Okay. Let's, let's have a kiki. Okay. Let's okay. Have, have you heard that one? Let's have a kiki. No, I have not heard it yet. Okay, that one is the gay anthem, okay? okay. And, it, and it's like, it's, it's a European single that came out, and it's become the gay anthem, and it's supposed to mean let's have a threesome. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not know that. I know you learn something new every day. <laughs> Kiki. And Kiki means vagina in the Philippines. Wow. Okay, wow. So, so the Drake song is really porn, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, Kiki. Okay, yeah. now. Man, hey, now. I'm it's learning a, porn a lot. Song. It's a porn song. Just <laughs> <laughs> this is Kiki Melendez. Let's Kiki, uh, okay. <laughs> Well, Kiki, so so the listeners know a little bit more about you. What exactly is that you do? Well, I actually started my career in radio. That's how I met Bill over here, your compadre. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was the general manager of Latino, 96.3. Nice. And so we met back then. I love him. He's awesome. And um, But I started radio in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did the first. um, It was so cool because there was one FM radio. And then all my clients said, let's buy time and put you in the morning so i literally had a morning show and it was me and two mexican guys and it was called locos y contentos and we and we had like no marketing no money and we became so huge that it was they bought um, a big company bought that station and now it's Uh 105.9 that was me i started that station in new york legendary it was yeah it was owned by like this um some kind of i was in canal street when we were doing it and it was owned by um, some Asian 
you know, an Asian company and they were putting all sorts of, you know, Asian programming. And then I would come in the morning from, from six to 10 <laughs> it was just, and it was, uh, it was hysterical. So then I came here to LA and I worked with Huggy Boy on KRLA mm-hmm. and then I worked at Groove 103.9. So I became one of like the first Latinas to do mornings. Nice. Like to carry a morning show, which was really cool. Wow, congrats. That's awesome. And then I, I um and then I created Kiki Desde Hollywood, which was the first bilingual entertainment show in America on Galavision. I got a deal with a huge company, a huge uh, one of the th- top three networks. Unfortunately, it didn't go through because of politics and change of staff and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up doing um, Hot Tamales Live for mm-hmm. Showtime Networks. Okay. And then after, I also released a movie called Journey of a Female Comic, which okay. was about trying to make it in Hollywood, being a Latina, being a woman. And um, it was Oscar qualified, and you could actually uh, catch it at the Oscar library because it was Oscar qualified. Awesome. And now it's going to be in distribution with Maverick Entertainment. And then um, and now I'm working on Omnicultural TV Fest, which is an opportunity for emerging producers to, to get their work out there. Television, television ideas. Nice, that's dope. Right, that's awesome. I'm just curious, what part of Latina you're so world? What part are you from? Like Dominicana. Oh, <laughs> De Puerto Plata. <laughs> so you into the reggaeton too? I'm guessing. Oh yeah, Big for time, sure. Right? Who's yeah. your favorite reggaeton artist? Oh my God! Well, you got me there. I thought you were gonna run out to me. Oh, Maluma, because he's hot. <laughs> Everybody loves Maluma, right? baby. And I don't know who doesn't, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I love, I love music. I love dancing. That's like my number one thing to do mm-hmm. is dance. You know. Yeah, As a yeah. matter of fact, when I used to work in radio, uh, I groove. My program director would randomly call me into the office, uh-huh. and then he would just be like talking bullshit to me and playing different. <laughs> he would just play different beats and different songs. Yeah. And then I would go, "What? Why are you like? I never understood why he did that." And then he told me it was because if he saw me moving, that yeah, means he knew he was onto something. <laughs> Yeah, I hear a lot of artists do that. Like we've had a few artists here on our podcast and they say like they like to bring girls into the studio for that reason. Like they say a lot of people think like we bring them, you know, for X reason or whatnot, like, you know, kind of in a like negative connotation. But uh, no, they're like, no, we really bring them because if they're vibing with the song, then we know it's going to be good. good. They know yeah. it's going to be good. Exactly. So that's, it's strategic. It's strategic. <laughs> it I like that. I like that. Um, I, another rumor I heard, too, is that you used to do comedy a lot, too. Oh, or yeah, stand up yeah. Or maybe stand-up comedy, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a stand-up, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I learned. I went to school to study um to study at Lee Strasberg. So it was real drama. They teach you like how to cry and how to do, you know, it's wow. very Stanislavski method of acting. So I was super. And then my, I had a friend, uh, Joey Vega, who was very, he was like the Paul Rodriguez of New York. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're so funny, girl. You need to be on stage. And he like kind of pushed me into going into comedy. And and I was petrified of it. I was so petrified of it. And uh, But I got really far. I got to audition for Saturday Night Live when I was wow, in my wow. 20s. You That's know? awesome. And it was cool. So then I came out to LA and I started doing it. And we created um, you know, Hot Tamales Live with Eva Longoria. She was my co you know, founder of Hot Tamales Live, and we created an all-female comedy stand-up show, and that's the one I got on Showtime. That's the the show, the one Take of the that. few female stand-up comedy shows 
that we got on the air, you know? Awesome. Okay, Paving cool. the, the floor for women, Latina women. That's dope. No, it wasn't just Latinas. It was women of all races. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay, so even bigger. I do everything for all of us because we're, you know, when I first started, even I started doing it for Latinas only. Uh -huh. And then all the black women and the white women and all of them, like, they're like, we have a problem. We don't have opportunities either. You know, it's yeah. not fair. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, you know what? We're going to have to do it for everyone. You know? Awesome. Makes dope. sense. Dope. It's, it's, it's crazy because um, people are always ask us because we do comedy skits and we do latino comedy skits and uh, you know our our skits we have to write them and then you know shoot them and we you know we have cuts and everything and like stand-up comedy you got to be ready to go when you're like in front of the audience so people ask us why don't you do stand-up comedy i'll be honest with you I, i don't think i have that in me or like i don't even know if brian had thinks he has it, it in I, him. i think if you're a performer it's it's you guys are really on the right track it is a different It, it's a different modality. Like, it's a different art. Mm -hmm. But you can do it. You just have to prepare. Yeah, like, in other right. words, if you're okay, you know, being a public speaker or speaking in front of a huge crowd, you can do comedy. But you just have to work on it. You have to mm -hmm. you have to write your material. Who are you? What are you trying to say? What do you believe in? What do you, you know, what are your yeah. works? I mean, it's a writing process. You have to like write, you know, and say to yourself, okay, I'm going to talk about my childhood, then I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, my marriage, then I'm going to, you know, you just kind of have to put it together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I love comedy because you can say stuff that you feel, you know, like you can kind of... You can pass that line. You have that, you have a voice. Yeah. yeah. You really have a voice and you guys have a voice. So you can do so much, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure you can do it. Hey, Kiki, what you, resonates, you, Kiki. like, does different comedy resonate in different areas when you go out and you're doing, uh, you know, comedy on stage? Yeah, I mean, it, it's becoming really kind of weird now because you could say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this weekend, I said the greatest funny thing I had, just to give you an example, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was performing this weekend in Vegas, it was going so well. Everybody was, you know, clapping, going crazy. Everything I said was funny. And then I, I said something and people loved it. Um, I had Coco, uh, Coco's mother from Mayan MC. She's a character. Okay. Okay. And it was, she, she, she got an Emmy consideration she did such a great job and it's like coco the character beats her up and and in, in a shower scene and I like literally that. kills her right yeah. right so Mom. that girl was with me right so i go and i have the bitch that got killed by coco in the shower <laughs> right people were dying laughing but then a person comes to me at the end of she comes to her actually at the end of the evening and says my daughter was killed by her boyfriend in the shower you know And it's like, oh my God, it's wow. like comedy is becoming so hard. Oh, yeah. Because you could wow. say the Very wrong true. word. I mean, people were laughing so much when I said that. And this woman was freaking because her daughter just got killed in the shower by her boyfriend. That really happened. That really happened to her. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. It's, you, you just. How do you handle something like that, though? Because wow. that's the thing we, we mean how to run into. And that's the thing, like, when we're writing, we're like, ah, oh, that might be pushing yeah. that line, you know? And I, I'm not scared to push the line. But it's just like, where is that so, line? So here's an example real quick so you can see, like, how do we handle this? We did a video where I was in a coma, okay? <laughs> and um, basically the doctor's saying, like, that's it. There's no hope for him. He's, right. he's, he's in a coma. Right. And then my mom walks in. She goes, what's happening here? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, your son's in a coma. There's nothing. Yeah. What do you mean, coma? There's no such thing. He's like, no, this is really a thing. No, there's not. I'll show you. One, two. And I get <laughs> ah, up right that's before. That's really funny. So I get up right before she counts to three. 
And then like that. So then we read her comment and said, hey, this is not funny, guys. I actually have someone that's in a coma. I know. So yeah. it's like, oh, guys, it's like, like, we're doing it's, 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 it's just tough. a joke, you know? I think the thing is, is we just have to do it. You know, and, and not everyone's going to like the comedy. And I think that, I think that's the issue. If we start like really fil- filtering ourselves and thinking about it, then, you know, it's like we're not really being who we are. And the thing is, is we're Mexican ways. We're comedians, and we just need to push it. I out. mean, look at Gina Rodriguez. She literally got into trouble for singing a song, you know, that had the word the N word on it, uh-huh. and she got in trouble really? for singing along with that. Oh, big, big, crazy, you know, backlash because she sang the N word in a song that had the N word. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I and I say, you know, as artists, like we have to take responsibility. Like if we are Latinos, we're not gonna put you know, wet back in our song or spick in mm-hmm. our song if we don't want people to sing That's those true. lyrics. Very true. Do you understand I what I mean? Agree. Like, I agree. Like, I'm proud of my people. Like, you know, we, you know, all our songs are horrible against women. You know, they really are. But at least we don't say spick or wet back yeah. in our in our lyrics. Yeah. Or I'm a you know beaner, what I mean? I'm a beaner, I'm a beaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the N-word has a lot of different meanings if we're talking about that specifically. So... I don't know. But if you don't want people to sing along, you don't put it in your song. Like yeah. I understand that it has a hundred meanings, but to to put somebody on blast because they sang along, you understand? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I get you. It's like doing karaoke. It's yeah. literally like doing karaoke. Yeah. And on top of that, it's like, for example, if you're like, let's say, you know, you're singing, let's say that we create a song and it's like, web back, web back, web. you know, how are we going to get mad if people are singing True. The song no, yeah, with those course. words. Yeah. So artists need to take responsibility in that way. Like if they don't want that word, you know, don't put it in, don't your, put it in your in your lyrics. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so you as a stand-up comedian, I don't know if maybe these rules apply to you. Um, and may, maybe you can kind of touch on this. So three rules that they always tell us in comedy never to touch on are religion. Yes. People's sports. <laughs> yeah. And what was the other one? It was religion, religion sports, sports, or in politics. politics. Oh my God. What do you think I, about all that? I am horrible at, at uh, I don't touch upon religion because I love religions, but my religion is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm, so, okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my religion. A hundred percent. I don't believe in this or that or this or that. Mm-hmm. I, I, the Bible to me was written by man. Man is not perfect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parts in there. I go, God couldn't have written that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And especially things about women and things about the LGBT. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. God would never write those things. Yeah. You know? So I believe in my relationship with God, but I also respect other people's religion. Mm-hmm. You know, so very you try respectful. not to joke about it then. And I try not to joke about it at all. But okay. one thing I cannot control myself is politics. <laughs> 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 because I feel like if we don't speak up, you know, we're talking about the future of our children. Okay. Oh, and I sure. feel like if I need to go down in history as having said something. Your opinion said. Yeah. Even if it's in a joke way or in a real way, just as you yeah. want you want to get out there. Yeah, okay. and you know it's really hard because we're so divided right now. This yeah, it's crazy. Is so divided. Yeah. It's crazy how one person did that too, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. It was so funny because I was like, I was performing at Gotham in New York, you know, uh-huh. and I was opening for Trailer Vic. So she, you know, she's the winner of America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Her audience is white America. You know what I mean? Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So when I went out out there, I'm literally going through my my brain. 
brain and all the jokes that I normally do that are, you know, like real anti-Trump, I yeah. had to figure out a way to give it a spin uh-huh. where I'm making funny of him, but I'm not really at, you dissing know what I mean? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, some yeah. people could be sensitive and that's where you get those people that come after the show and be like, I just want to let you know, I love Donald Trump. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, for I sure. Know. All right. Well, we're going to take a little quick break real quick. And when we come back, Kiki Bendis, we are going to ask you some really, really tough questions. This is why we call you it. You are in spilling I'm the frijoles. Ready. Okay, I'm ready. Good. This is spilling Good. the frijoles for a reason. <laughs> All right, then. So we'll, cool. we'll be right back. Um, I don't think we have any commercials for this one. Yeah, we do. Yo, guys, you're listening to Spilling the Frijoles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We, we got to promote ourselves, guys. Hey, guys, don't forget to follow us on Mexican Ways on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Todo. We even just got on TikTok. That's right. That's right. But don't forget our website, fool. Yeah, guys. And also our website. Check it out. MexicanWays.net. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, use promo code MG podcast to get an extra 30% on our merch. You see, no can know we didn't have a commercial. That's true. That's true. And as always, guys, thank you for the love and support. And we're back. Usually, Kiki, what Yay! we do before we go on break. <laughs> well, actually, before we come back after break, we take a shot of tequila. I love it. But, but we're all out. But we're all out. <laughs> <laughs> you cheap bastards. <laughs> no, we stopped doing that because everyone started getting too crazy. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you know what? Too listen, many shots. Too many shots. And and we don't. At the end of the podcast. We, blah, blah, blah. Or we don't finish the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it gets, you got to be responsible and professional. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so Kiki, you you came with uh, some like, I guess like a magazine or kind of like touch about it so people know what you brought to the oh, podcast. The only cultural TV fast omni cultural tv fest you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of film festivals right like sundance and tribeca and hundreds of film festivals but nobody really has a television festival interesting and you know we all have television ideas okay. who doesn't have a television idea and so i put it together with the national association of television program executives natp and and they have all the buyers and all the professionals and all the networks and studios. And I said, hey, guys, you bring them and I'll bring the creators. I'll bring the new talent and let's put it together in one day, one room, visually, you know, so that they can see the quality of work. They can see the content and they can see the talent that we have in the multicultural community. And it was a huge success. Nice. Are you gonna? Mm. So it's. You're, are you gonna have we like another May, one? Yeah, we did it May first, and okay. then, and it was. Um, it was really well attended. We had over two thousand people. Wow. We had seventy three submission. I mean, selections because we had a lot of submissions, but mm-hmm. the, we only picked the best. You know, to uh, to showcase. And then we had amazing panels with industry executives from different networks and studios. Um, Viacom was incredibly supportive. Disney was incredibly supportive. Um, It was an amazing event. And um, we were so proud because it was like... We had to prove the concept. This right. was just an idea in my head. Wow. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I see 82 million views. Our yeah. first festival press release reached 82 million yeah. views. Wow, congrats. Yeah. yeah, we did so good. And it was like, and we had so much, we had Spectrum that supported us tremendously, CBS. Like, uh, it was so well received by the industry. You know, the industry, the networks, the studios, they were there for me. Like, they wanted this to be successful. Nice. And so, before we even finished, the award ceremony 
uh, Nat P went on stage and said, we're doing it next year. Awesome. <laughs> wow. so, so it's going to be a yearly thing. Okay. And uh, we are we are also uh, working on launching Omnicultural TV. Okay. So in 2020, we're going to have our own platform with multicultural programming. Do you guys have a date already? For the next one, yeah. it's going to be June 5th, but submissions are now. Okay. Everyone needs to submit their television ideas. Go to Film Freeway. Go to our website, omnicultureltvfest.com, filmfreeway.com. You can look at the reviews. We have a five-star festival rating. We are like in the level of Sundance and Tribeca. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you need to submit because... You it got- is. It takes a long. It's a long process, and the submissions end in January. Okay. So you have until January to submit, and then we launch the event in June. So if, if someone has a crazy TV idea, this is this is this the place is to the go. greatest place. Is, yeah, yeah. You I guys was so heard it. You we guys heard sold. It. We sold seven projects this year. Wow. So that was ten percent, which is great. You know, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch have pitch meetings. You know, a whole bunch of them had pitch meetings with networks and studios and. And uh, agents, some people found an agent, you know, to represent nice. them. So it's really, really great. Awesome. It's right. like a good networking opportunity. Yeah. Too, so, it's yeah. like, you you know, the way I look at it is in one day you can meet everyone. Like it took me 20 years to meet all the people you can meet in one day of Omnicultural wow. TV Fest. You know what that's I mean? That's dope. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If you, so that's people are coming from all over the country because it's like in one day and they all left saying you were right. You know, I completed my mission because, you know, when it's the first year, so you don't know who's going to show up and who's not. And and I was so happy because all the filmmakers were so grateful. They were like, wow, this is amazing. It was like a smorgasbord of contacts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. So once again, how can they find this? All they have to do is go to omnicultureltvfest.com or Film Freeway and look for Omnicultural TV Fest to submit your work. It tells you all the categories, the length of your project mm-hmm. that has to be, you know? Right. And it gives you all the information. This year, we're also doing rapid pitching, which is like we are going to set a room with, you know, all the industry, networks, studios, production companies that are buying mm-hmm. and looking for content. And you and so we have a script competition for sure where you can send us your script and then if you get selected you have five minutes to pitch to all the networks that are in the room. Yeah, mm. okay. I mean, we need to do that. Yeah, I know seriously. you guys. Have, you guys gotta get your act together. <laughs> yeah, we have a bunch of ideas that you guys we heard it from oh Kiki Mendes. Yes. All right. Well, Kiki, I really appreciate that you're here. Now you're gonna uh, get into the spilling the frijoles mode. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. we have, I'm you sure. know, we have a question. Me and Brian, you know, we're we're kind of like uh, getting into this whole social media world. We're understanding the industry. Brian's a, a new uh, dad. I'm he a dad has a kid. Oh, how old yeah. is your kid? He's a year and a half. Oh my god. He's a Amazing. He, You're he, about to get some sleep now. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I hear. I hear. So I'm. I'm yeah, so I want to hear him give me no more excuses. Yeah. That like I'm tired. And man, come on, your kid's sleeping now. Yeah, yeah, your kid's yeah. sleeping now. Unless he's waking him up on purpose. I know. <laughs> he's waking up early, but it, I think because of the time change, oh, which yeah. really throws me off. But no, I guess if he gained, yeah, I he's was, gonna wake up earlier. Yesterday was like dark at four p.m. What the hell? Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, you it's get, only one hour difference, but it makes three hours. Yeah, difference. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's, true, it's crazy. It's true. But um, all right. So kind of like to touch base, we talked about Brian's kid. Do you, do you have any kids? I have twin girls. Twin girls. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And that was torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one goes down and the other one's awake. Um, oh my god. I can god. only imagine. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really hard, but I was very blessed because I had my mom. She was alive at the time. She passed away, but sorry, she sorry helped me. She helped me for the first six years, and my husband's a great dad. 
And we had a nanny for the first four years. So that's the only reason I was able to survive. Yeah. Nice. That's, what, that's what we're going to ask you. Like, you know, how, how was that? Like, you and the career you're in, you know, you're busy, you're doing this, you're traveling, you're, you're going everywhere. Like, how did you do it to manage time to be with your kids as well? Well, you know, you're going you're gonna to laugh at this. The other day I was having dinner with my, with my kids and, um, and <laughs> you know, what I said to them, listen, your father dotes over you. He's all, you know, he pays so much attention to you. Mm-hmm. That somebody had to traumatize you because <laughs> they were complaining that I never played dolls with them. Uh-huh. So I said, "Listen, I had to traumatize you. We couldn't both pay attention to you because then you would think the whole world is going to be revolving around you." You know. Right, right. So my daughter goes, "Is that what you tell yourself, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you? Is that?" Is that how you make it right in your head? Just <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel better, mom. Okay, fine. You can have that right. Yeah. Mom, you All never the- played dolls with us. I was like, I could never play dolls because I was always working and freaking out. I mean, you know, I would feed them and I would dress them and I would spend as much time, but I couldn't like play doll during the day. Yeah. I had to call HBO, I had to call this one, I had to call that one. You yeah. Know? yeah. So but the good thing is I worked from home. Okay. So I feel good because I feel like at least I wasn't like driving around, you know, I mean, like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I was home. So even though I was on the phone, I was home. And mm. so I'm sure, I guess to kind of say it was, it was stressful at times oh, being in the very, entertainment. Very, very. Kids, did, you, did you ever get at one point where you just like, uh, I want to, I, I want to quit or like. Oh my God. Have Listen, you ever get to that point? Everybody in the business gets to that point the more successful you are you know the i feel that the higher you go the more successful you are the more you the the harder it is it is harder to stay at the top than to get there okay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so so it's really like you have so much more to lose when you're at the top you know what i mean it's like the whole world is expecting so much of you and you make one mistake or you lose one gig or a show gets canceled. It's in a, you know, an international, like everybody knows about it. You know, it's not like when you're trying to make it that, you know, if you fail, nobody really knows about it except your family, you know, yeah, yeah. but when you make it to the top and you fail, oh my God, everybody knows. And it's more, so it's, it's harder on you. So it's kind of true. It's like the higher you get, the the harder the fall kind of. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What was like one crazy incident, if you don't mind us asking, where it actually like got to a point where like. You probably were crying for days or or you're just, I'm tired of it. Like it got stressful. Where's that part? What, what, when did that hit you? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a really you know cool story. This was at the very beginning of my career. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was with Eva Longoria. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eva Longoria and I were uh, helping with the Salsa Festival and I managed to get Galavision because they wanted to see me on the air. So I managed to get them to give us money. To make a little pilot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a, like to just produce an hour show that they would air, and they had given me the day, the date, the time, August twenty eighth at eight p.m. You know, Sunday prime time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I could do whatever I wanted. They're like, whatever you want. I don't care what you do. Just do something. So we were doing a salsa festival. I go, hmm. How about if I do like the influence of salsa music in Hollywood, okay. right? Okay. And, and call it Salsa This the Hollywood, right? Everybody loved the idea. So I had great footage. I was dancing Salsa with Magic Johnson, Alec Baldwin, like all these huge celebrities. I was mm-hmm. going with my little camera everywhere. And so I had given this production company, I told, he says, you know, get us 
uh, this much money and we'll produce the whole thing for you. So I was, I was so eager to get it done and, and make sure I paid up and I gave him all the money that I had raised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the minute he had it in his hand, he says, okay, thanks. See you later. And picked up all his camera equipment, all his people. I was like, my mouth was dropping. Like I couldn't believe it. Wow. And I had, I had to deliver this show. I had like a month to deliver show. He took all my money. And I remember like crying on the floor. Like I remember Eva was like holding me going, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I was like bawling. Wow. I did not know, you know, I did not know what to do. And then one of the guys that he had hired um, was a Colombian guy named Frank Bedoya. And he came over to me and he saw me like devastated. Mm -hmm. And he says, listen, keep raising money you know, get, try to get other sponsors. I'm going to finish the show for you no matter what. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so I, it was like devastating and then this happened. But wait, and why, then why the did show they... got a 2.6 million viewers. Nice. Wow. And it got me a 13-episode deal. So wow. that's why you can't give up sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, even when things are worst and it's like the whole world is about to end, you have to keep going because if I had fallen that day... You know what I'm saying? It could have really it, it been was it. over. Yeah, that would yeah, have yeah. been over. I had to like get out of the business. But you know, this guy came to me, and it's also a testament of good people. You know, and he saw me so devastated. He believed in me, and he said, "I will finish the whole thing for you. Just keep raising money." You know, and I was mm -hmm. lucky. Heineken came in. Sony Pictures came in, so I was able to pay him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that was a lesson. You know, the lesson that I learned that day. Never pay in advance. Never pay a hundred percent in advance. What's that phrase you have, Brian? The same phrase, but in Spanish. Goes, Musico mal pagado toca mal son. Exacto. Yeah. Yes. So what happens is I <laughs> learn that whenever I hire someone for anything, half up front, half when you give me the, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the a thing. deposit and then yeah. exactly a deposit and then and that was a huge lesson because yeah. I saved myself. So many, so many, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy, Kiki, that you're talking about like this, all this stuff? Because we're learning lessons as we oh, grow. For you sure. know, we, we meet people, and sometimes you think these are, you know, these are the people you want to be with the rest of your life. And then you got to really consider like, are these people really going to, are they here for like just, you know, trying to take advantage? Are they here for not? So have you ever had like, now, how do you deal with those people now? How like do at you, this point? How do level? you yeah. point, like, how can you tell? Because obviously we've run into, you know, some of those issues yeah. where like, we're like, oh, this guy's really cool. All of a sudden, like, we, a sudden you know, just, yeah. we don't hear him. They disappear and it's like, yeah. wow, we know yeah, what I, happened there. You know? Yeah. How do you know now, like, just as you're meeting these, because I'm, I'm pretty sure you've met a lot of people yes. in your life. So how do you deal with these people? Like now that new people that come into your life, do you give them a chance? Do you kind of now separate yourself into, you know, later, like, you know what? They're worth my time. They're not worth my time. They're just trying to take advantage. Like, how do you deal with that now? Well, you know, one thing I learned in my, in my life was, um, I remember, um, a big, big A-list star once said to me that my biggest problem and the reason I wasn't going to make it was because I was always trying to help everybody, mm -hmm. okay. you know? Right. And and she, even though I was mad when she said that, you know, but it really resonated and I started looking at my life and realizing that I was trying to push people and trying to get them to make it because I wanted to sort of, you know, because maybe I was insecure somehow. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was afraid of failure, 
Do you understand what I mean? So anyone yeah, yeah. that came around, I was like, here, oh, I have a friend, oh, I have a person for you, da, da, da. And I would never like take the opportunity for myself because maybe there was a part of me that was afraid, you know? Got it. Okay. So anyway, so, but the way that I deal with life now is I don't take anything personally. Okay. And because when somebody is mean to you or disrespects you, they are so angry and bitter and unhappy inside that that's how they deal with everyone. Do you understand? Yeah. So don't so so for example, let's just say you have a relationship and that person is like a horrible person to you or they treat you like shit or they disrespect you. Take one minute and ask yourself, how do they treat the person they love the most? Whether it's their dad, their mom, their son, their daughter, their brother, their sister, right? Yes. How do they treat them? I guarantee you 99.9% they treat you better than they treat the person they love the most. Wow. So when you start to think that way, you start to realize it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. They are in their own path and their own thing. They're doing, yeah. You understand They're doing their mean? own thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it has nothing to do with you. They treat people like that they treat everybody like they treat you or worse mm -hmm. okay so gotcha. don't take it personally and just go on you know okay. just continue going forward for sure you you mentioned relationship okay you said that and me and brian we're on a, we're in a serious relationship i've been with my girl five years i thought you were together <laughs> <laughs> didn't it sound like that he goes me and brian are in a serious well, relationship i go what i thought yeah. you had a kid with somebody else i don't understand <laughs> they're cousins yeah, we're, we're cousins we're cousins primo hermanos that could be a clip that i could use against yeah, you yeah i know you're gonna have to cut that <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag <laughs> um you know it's funny because uh my girl my, my girlfriend tells me like brian's like my second girlfriend because i'm always oh, with her. we're always together yeah, yeah partners so, yeah, and... we're like you know it's just funny that's a joke but um you know so we're gonna take advice from you because you're a woman okay right. and obviously we're, we're dating long-term relationships yes. so we're gonna ask you some advice you know and obviously you just you also told us you were married okay yes so how do you manage what you do at the same time you got to be there for your significant other Explain to us that in your woman's point of view because <laughs> you're in the same industry. We're yeah. we're busy. We're traveling. We're doing things. So how do you, how do we do that? So the first thing is pick the person correctly that fits your world. Okay, uh -huh. because I'm gonna tell you something, guys. For some reason, all my boyfriends, all my life were super jealous. Okay. That was the only problem I had with the men in my life. It were was, they Latinos? They never cheated. Were they Latinos? I don't even know what it's like for a man to <laughs> cheat on me. I don't even know what that's like. Oh, wow. But the biggest problem was this obsessive jealousy, <laughs> okay. right? Were they Latinos? Um... Uh, they range from Latinos to Israeli to oh, Mexican to Italian. I it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like if they had jealousy on top of their head, that's what, I mean to the point of strangling. Wow! Like I'm talking about vicious. Wow. Like wow. one took a gun out and was you know. <laughs> wow! Like that. That's crazy. Jeez. And for no reason because I never cheated. I'm not a cheater. Yeah. So, like I don't even understand why. You know. So, but I always inspired that in men for some reason because I am a flirt. You know, I love to flirt. I love to talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I inspired that. So I said to myself, I cannot get married with a jealous man mm -hmm. because my life will be miserable, right? Right, yeah. right. And so I was lucky to meet my husband who's Scottish. He's a very confident guy um, and he doesn't have an ounce of jealousy in his body. Mm -hmm. Not an ounce. 
Like I literally posted the other day when I was performing at the Gotham and I posted something where I'm like grinding this audience member. Mm -hmm. And after I saw it, I go, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, his parents and everywhere are going to see this. But I was like, I can't believe he didn't say anything to me. Like, uh-huh. if I would have been him, I would have been like, why are you posting something so, you know. If he did that, would you be mad at him? Yeah. No, no, because it was really, <laughs> I, mean, I was, I like literally looked at and go, how the hell did I post that? That's so horrible, you know, so yeah, yeah. like, so disrespectful right, as right, a married right. woman. Yeah. But I love the fact that he doesn't give a shit because he knows that, you know, the most important thing you need to tell your significant other is you want to be free together. Mm-hmm. You know, free together. Give uh, that doesn't mean cheating at all. Yeah. So no, explain I know, that. I, I, I hundred percent. No, it's like for example, my just to give you an example, my husband's ki- friends come from the United Kingdom to visit him once a year, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Can we go to Vegas?" I go, "Go wherever you want. I don't care if you go to Brazil. Go wherever you want. You have the freedom to do whatever you want." Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. If you want to do it, it's your lifetime. Okay? How should you be with somebody telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that? No. You should be able to decide what you want to do in your life. And that's how he treats me. Like, I could do whatever I want. I could go wherever I want. I could go on a trip with my friends. He can go on a trip with his friends. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't have that, that like, tu sabe, what is that word? With a lot of relationships, I feel, get into that whole... Um, Controlling, controlling, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a controlling environment where mm-hmm. they they feel like it's their ego. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my husband, we I was just busting his chops because I give him so much freedom. And one day he calls me from a titty bar in Vegas at three in the morning mm-hmm. while I was pregnant with twins, right? Okay. And he's wow. like, I'm so pissed off. They want me to pay three hundred and eighty dollars because I was talking to this girl. Wow! <laughs> Just for yeah. talking. That's all he was doing was talking. <laughs> I had it. That's and so he funny. Was, he was like, "That's all he was doing was no, talking." It's so funny though. No, no, it's very true. I had a buddy. I swear on everything that I love. I had a buddy. We went. We were at a strip club, and this guy was talking to a stripper. Yes. yes. And they start. They went to charge. But she him. was naked, right? No, yes, she, <laughs> okay. she was. And it was funny because he was. He was talking to her. And no, this was what makes it funny is he got the manager involved. Yes. And he's trying to get a that's refund. Why, that's what. Like, trying to tell her, like, hey, like I wasn't doing anything. Like I was. Like she asked me how my day was. That's And exactly. he wanted a refund. I could not control no, myself. No, no. I was like, bro, like, look at that guy. He's bro, asking bro. for a refund. <laughs> that's my husband he's a cheap bastard like you guys your tequila okay? oh, man. no that's my husband that's exactly my husband he was pissed off because a girl started a conversation with him he spends whatever time talking to her but the worst part is he had his hands were behind his back too no but then he calls me he calls me to tell me how pissed he is and how he's fighting with the manager to get uh-huh. money you know and blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like why are you calling me? Like, don't you have a friend you can call? Yeah, him? yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. But you know, but I took it as a joke. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any other woman. Oh my god! Like it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be you know divorce heaven because that's the problem i feel like with our generation it's like people are like little problem okay divorce divorce you know what i mean it's not like and the one thing i love about european men especially is that when they get into a relationship it's forever like they don't even think it's not even an option in there you know what i mean the divorce thing is not even an option yeah Yeah, for sure 
Okay. Well, yeah. that's awesome. I, I really like that advice because. Yeah, I agree too. Like, the girls listening. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, are you listening to yeah. this? So, first, remember to pick wisely. You don't want to be with somebody that you already know is not going to support what you do, yeah. and your dreams and what you do and your personality and your growth as a human being. You only live once. Yes. That's, that's, you know what? That's what I say a lot to my girl. Like, you know, we, we kind of talk, like we're very communicative and I tell her, like, I think it's very like freedom. It, it even mm-hmm. goes a long way where it's like, you're saying like the support. So it's like, she, you know, we had a baby and she wanted to continue doing school. And I'm like, you know what? Like, who am I? And you got to follow your dreams. Right. Like we'll figure out the baby. Right. You only have one life. Right. Why are we going to, hold you like yeah. we, you know let's we'll figure it out you yeah. know like it, we got it i got your back you know like you said it's freedom you know like to do what you want and she gives me the same freedom like go follow yeah. your dream you know yeah. do do what you want to do with mexican ways and and i think that's like what freedom goes a long way where it's like you know because it's true you have one life so don't hold someone back. I know. Yeah. You know, like that's when that's what creates resentment in relationships. Exactly. Because when you, it, you know, you hold your partner from being free, then they resent you, mm-hmm. and they get angry, and then they grow apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been married for. I've been with my husband. I've known him for twenty years, but I've been married for uh, sixteen right now. Wow. Sixteen years, Congrats. and I've only had one marriage, and so has you know he's only had one too. That's, that's, that's good. That's, very that's good. awesome. It's it's awesome when you find your significant other, and that's why I've been with mine for five years. So that's great. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's going, and I think she's now waiting for the next question. I got to pop eventually. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Find your supportive person because what we do is yeah, it's a lot of traveling. It can be a lot of like you know talking. We do a lot of skits. It's gonna be girls involved and everything. It's just a matter of you know. Knowing that we trust each other. That's the exactly. number one thing. Trusting mm-hmm. each other. That's Without it. trust, I've been married 26 years. Wow, been, yeah, Bill, that's 26 so awesome. years. Yeah. And you know me. I mean, yeah. out like, you know, at least two, three nights a week doing business. And yeah. your significant other cannot even worry about where you are. I know. Once, once that happens, You're, it's, it's it'll over. never work. It'll <laughs> yeah. never work. Yeah. So, so um, I have two more questions before the, the episode. Um, another question, this is kind of like now, like, uh, talking to the Latino culture, um, you know, and I, this is something I see. I notice that sometimes, uh, the Latino culture, uh, really don't help each other as much as like, I've seen other, uh, you know, cultures, uh, that would, you know, mm-hmm. to be specific, like I've seen like a lot of like Armenians, they, they help each other, they have each other's back and all that. But I feel like sometimes in the Latino culture, people envy each other. There's a oh, lot yeah. of jealousy. So, but you know what? It's the, I, I thought it was just us. Every culture has it. I mean, Armenians are super jealous of each other. Mm-hmm. The black community is super jealous of each other. I mean, the Jews, everybody, it's a human problem. It's so what do you human, think then? What's kind of like the advice is, we should give like Latinos to help each other out more and, and get that like jealousy out of the way? What, do you, what kind of advice would you give to like Latinos like that? I'm going to take... Um, um, the advice of of a person that's very successful, and he told me this is what changed it for him. And he says the way to make it is to create jobs. You create jobs for others. Mm-hmm. Like okay. don't be expecting okay. people to to give you. Create for others, and then you will start to you know rise to the top. Mm, awesome. Okay. 
Yeah, like, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because they can't. If you're creating jobs, they can't really hate on you because you're helping them. Exactly, yeah. which is what's happening to me with Omnicultural. I mean, I have so much love from the community. Everybody, everywhere I go, people are like, "Oh my God, I'm so grateful to you," and I love you, and and people want to open doors for me and connect me to people, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's what I, because they see that I'm creating an opportunity mm-hmm. for them for people to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But jealousy has been one of my worst. Uh, one of the I I used to guys I literally used to walk I, re- I remember one time I was walking down the street in New York when I used to live in New York, and a, a palm reader actually said to me, and this was said to me a hundred times, that my biggest problem in life was going to be jealousy. Wow, wow! And every palm reader in Puerto Rico, in New York, in LA, everywhere I went, they said your biggest problem in life is that you inspire jealousy. Mm, okay. And and I have to like overcome that because I was told so many times. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so whenever things are like happening, I just go, "Are they jealous of me, or is it my person? You know, or is it that I'm not talented enough? You understand what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. like question it all the time. Yeah, you know, because yeah. a lot of mean things happen. Like you go to a network, you you know, I had an, uh, a situation where. A paisana set up a meeting with me for a major network, and it looked like I sold the the project, and they told me they were going to buy it, and then it's a huge network, and um and I was, <laughs> and then like six months later, mm-hmm. they have the project with some of my talent in it, and some people were calling me saying, "Hey, how come you're not here?" Because they thought it was my show, mm-hmm. and I said, "What are you talking about? Like I didn't even know they were filming it." Wow. Same location, a whole bunch of my talent. I was like, what? And this was a, a Dominican who was in power to help me. And she gave me the impression she was helping me. And I went and I showed her everything and I gave her all my tapes and I gave her all my talent and gave her, you know, all the information about the project. And I, I was like devastated. I remember because I, you know, we were like friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember calling and she was coming out of church on a Sunday and I remember saying, you better go get it. <laughs> you yeah. better go and confess your sins before you leave church. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that was, an, that was uh, one time that I was like, wow, my own person, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many Dominicans have power to help you in this town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. none. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Rare. And so, so, I couldn't believe that, you know, that she would, you know, that she led me to believe that that's what she was doing, but it was actually that. And so it's really sad when people do that because I always have good intentions with everybody. Yeah. Like I never have ulterior motives. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One thing we've heard, Heidel, too, like that I've heard, you know, my two thoughts on this is, you know, dream work makes the team, teamwork makes the dream work. Oh my God. You know, so it's like, and a really good analogy that I heard, uh, you know, really, successful person told me like hey look i i I make a lot of money he was like and what i thought is like if i have this cake and i can you know eat i can eat this whole cake if i want to you know but things is is if i eat the whole thing like i'm gonna get full and i'm gonna you know probably not feel well like i'm gonna probably get a stomach ache or something so why not cut this cake and give this person a piece give this person a piece and then i take a pretty good piece and i'll feel good everybody's gonna eat everyone's gonna have you know feel good and 
you know, why not think think of it that way when going into business and, you know, you help people out. I was like, wow. Like, well, you know, there's a couple of lessons I learned in life. You know, one of them is whenever I rejoice in happiness for the success of somebody else, uh-huh. whatever success happened to that person, I get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's almost yeah, yeah. like God rewards me for being happy yeah. for that person. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, and I yeah, also yeah. and I also see it with other people. When people um are happy for something that happens to me, they also get something great happening to them. So I right. actually think people haven't tried that reverse. Yeah, exactly. Know? I think that's what that's the first step of like, you know, let's just stop the jealousy and see this side of it, you know? Yeah. yeah, like when I, you know, I'm doing hot tamales at the comedy store January 26. You guys should come out. It's going to be a huge show. Um, it's hot to my side, an all female comedy show. And I remember like thinking to myself, God, how am I going to make this show great? Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, I didn't feel like I was up there. You know what I mean? With yeah. all of them. And, um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that everybody I book is better than me. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I like that. You know, yeah. how many people do that? No, everybody wants less than me so that I could be the star, so that I right. could shine. Right, right. But you know what? Everybody knows how to my life. Y la que se acuerdan es me. They remember Kiki Melendez, how to my life. Do yeah. you understand? Yeah. yeah. But every time you go to my show, everybody you see is better than me, which makes the show amazing. It makes the show great. Yeah. Do you understand? No, because yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no hay nadie que no es bueno. Everybody's amazing. Everybody's great. And so I always say, every girl you see at my show is going to be a better comic than myself. Okay, That's cool. a good, that's yeah, awesome. I like yeah. that. Very open, but that's cool. Yeah, all right, cool. And we've had a home run with that show. Always sold out, always critically acclaimed. Yeah, cause we'll, we'll link up all that, see yeah, if we can check it out. Yeah, we want to go check yeah. that out. I think it'll be yeah, super fun. Yeah, we have um, the Showtime special. There's a promo on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, check it out then, definitely. Um, now, the the last question. This is more like the reason why Spilling the Frijoles is a podcast, award-winning <laughs> podcast. Award-winning podcast. So in Spilling the Frijoles, <laughs> we've asked you questions that you're real with us, and that's what we like. You know, we want you to be real with us. So thank you for all the answers and everything. You know, we gave people advice too, so thank you. <laughs> You gave me and Brian advice Yay. too. So thanks a lot. Thank you. I want to do an advice show, guys. Uh, there yeah, you go. there you go. <laughs> and then, uh, so spilling it for all this, one thing that you want that you want to say or get out that you've never told anyone. That's spilling the frijoles. <sighs> let me see. Let me see. I know it's hard. We put you in the spot. It but can be wisdom. It can be anything. anything. Okay. Once I was attracted to a woman. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So you were. You were actually really. I really was. I don't okay. know what the hell it was, but it must have been like from another life or something. But oh my God, her and I were just like, it was weird. And I told my husband, he's like, bring her over. <laughs> There we go. I never told anyone. Oh my god! I just told. I, you just told. You know, I just, a bunch I, of people. I, I'm so embarrassed right now. It's fine. Hey, it's, you know. I, I for a minute there, I thought I was just talking to you, yeah, and it yeah, just hit me yeah. now that this is all over. That's good though. You know, that's what it's about in our show. Is yeah. you know, we want to make you feel at home. Yes. And we literally had a great conversation with you, and thank, thank you, you my thank love. you so much for being part of filling the field. Yeah. And how how can people find you like online yep. or yeah? Kiki Melendez everywhere. Kiki Melendez and um, please don't sing Drake's song to me with the <laughs> <laughs> Don't DM her with Kiki. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. 
And uh, yeah, so we're all over the place. Please follow Omnicultural TV all over the place. Yes. Follow Omnicultural, I mean, I'm sorry, Kiki Melendez. And make sure to submit your work of art to our festival. It's coming June 2020. Cool. But the submissions are by going January, to, right? By January, yeah. for right. sure. Well, Kiki, thank you for being part of our podcast. Mm-hmm. I had a great time, great conversations, and I look forward to maybe putting you in another podcast episode later in the future. I love you. Are you guys treating me to lunch? We owe you a tequila shot for sure. Can she call us cheap bastards? I know, I know, man. Kiki kiss. All right. Well, this is Spilling the Frijoles, guys. Thank you. And don't forget to rate this podcast. Drop some love, guys. And as always, thank you for the love and support. Thank you, guys. Bye. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina. Hola, amigos, y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. Oh, <laughs>